Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everybody. My name is Dino Ray Ramos, and welcome to another episode of Deadline's New Hollywood Podcast. And I'm Amanda Nduka, and for this podcast, we have Victoria Mahoney. Who is... So Victoria made history yeah. this year, or was it? Was it? Let me. Whenever she filmed. Yeah, whenever she filmed. So she is the second unit director of Star Wars, the Rise of Skywalker. The Rise of Skywalker. She's the first. I think she's the first female, and she's the first but woman of color, yeah. color to ever direct a, a film within the this canon of Star Wars. Um, you guys, she is. She is. We were like crying. Yeah, no, there were emotional beats. There was in so here. emotional. There were, yeah. there were emotional beats in this, and I think Victoria is like the perfect example of you know, you know, uplifting your community. Right, right. And, no, no. She's yeah. definitely like you said it in the podcast. She's the part. She turns around and br- puts the ladder down. In front yeah, of yeah, other yeah. People. And she's she's the real deal, you guys. Well, from what we, she's she's the real deal. But I want to know what you guys. So we have our producer David and Dino. They both watched the movie. Yeah, Amanda hasn't watched. it. I haven't yet. watched the movie, but like they're they're the Star. What is the Star? What is Star Wars fans called? Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> okay, so they don't have a cool name. But what did you? But what did you guys think? Because you guys have seen every okay. all, all the all the Star Wars yeah. movies. Right? Before we move on, we're just gonna. Say spoiler alert in case but, me or David yeah. slip. Well, yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but we're we not. Won't, we won't spoil anything. We, yeah, we won't. We won't give any big just in case people are very like yeah, you know sensi, antsy sensi, about that. Yeah, sensitive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyways, you guys had two kind of different opinions or or experiences when watching. So I'm just curious about. Mm-hmm. So when you go well, ahead. I'll just I'll say real quick. I was really like blown away by how. They used archival footage of Carrie Fisher. Oh, to that make was her, amazing! Like yeah. a full-fledged character yeah, in yeah, this yeah. movie. So it was. So it was that. That was cool. It didn't look. It did not look CG. Okay. It, yeah. Okay. I, mean, I don't think I they think, even used CG because I. Remember... I don't think they used CG either. But I do think they had like a stand-in for like mm. you know some of her walking away shots mm-hmm. and stuff. And there are a couple times where a character will ask her a question and then another character will like be next to her and answer <laughs> and answer for her. For, it's like well when I was. Uh, during when I was in Brazil for CCXP mm-hmm. and they had the Star Wars panel, JJ Abrams was like, "Oh, he said something like, oh, we would could do we could do CGI, but Carrie would not like that.' Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Aww. yeah, uh, but it, I loved how they paid tribute to her. Yeah, I love how this is. I I personally like how it just closed this chapter. Part of me is because you know I was ready for it to be over, mm. and another part of me was like, oh, oh, there's this like nostalgia in. It's nice to say goodbye to these characters mm-hmm. and say hello to new ones and mm-hmm, future mm-hmm, adventures, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, because this is by no means the end of it's, it's the end of the Skywalker saga. Right. But 
after there's, this there's going to be, be there's, there's going to be more shit yeah. I mean Kevin Feige is developing something yeah. Ryan Johnson is apparently still like in talks to do more stuff it'll mm. probably be the last time you see a long time ago in a galaxy yeah. far away and then the Star Wars with the big John yeah the scroll, the, the scroll wait why because, because I think how that's, it started yeah. yeah I think this is oh. like there are these nine chapters of oh, yeah, right, like what Dina right. said the Skywalker okay, saga okay. Yeah. and things like Mandalorian and Star Wars so, uh, uh, stories like Rogue uh, One like Solo mm. yeah Rogue those those are awful. Those don't them. begin with, you know, the okay. big okay. Yeah, okay. fanfare. Yeah. Okay. And I think I'm looking forward to what they have next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, like what you said, uh uh the Carrie Fisher stuff was great. I I was captivated the whole time it did its job. Mm. My order of liking these, the third this the, the these last three chapters are Force Awakens. Rise of Skywalker and Last Jedi, mm. whereas David has a different opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, not I in mean, a bad way, not in a bad yeah, way. Yeah, no. It's not well, I mean, I love Force Awakens, yeah. so that is obviously number one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, look, Rise of Skywalker had a impossible job. It had to close the book on both, you know, this kind of Force Awakens, Last Jedi, uh, Rise of Skywalker chapter, but then also the entire nine movies. Mm. And it does a lot to, like, go back in time, even to, like, the prequel stuff mm. to like close some chapters yeah. on that. Oh, really? And I feel like J.J. Abrams is somebody who's known for like having a lot of questions in the air as well. Mm-hmm. But this is literally it it's like, like every single... Everything. Yeah, yeah, it was just like answer, 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 answer. And the action is incredible. I mean, hats off to Victoria. She yeah. like all the... I know, saw behind the scene footage with her mm. and I was like, oh yeah. It's it's just a... I, I enjoyed it. It's and a daunting task at yeah. that I'm not envy of anybody yeah. who, uh, you know, is involved with that. And, you know, they all did a, a stand-up yeah. And I mean, it, like a lot of people are like, oh, this is, you know, you're, you're going to get opinions. But mm. I enjoyed it. I I would watch it again. I think it's fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'm definitely going to watch yeah. it. Probably two more yeah. times. Oh, yeah. wow. And I, I in, love in the theaters? Yeah. 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 Is it long? So. It's probably long. No, it's like two two hours. It's as long as uh, all of them. Yeah, okay. they're like two hours. Okay. Uh, I, I love, you know, these kind of characters they introduce, like Jana and, and Zori Bliss, mm-hmm. which I love that name, by the way. Zori Bliss? That's a, a, a Carrie Russell's character. Oh, name, okay. Bliss. And how, like, spoiler alert, her and Poe have this kind of, like, they, this ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend oh, kind of vibe really? going on. Okay. I'm going to leave that in. That's not spoiler. Okay. Yeah, that's not <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they have... It's, they, it's kind of funny, They too. have a connection. Yeah, there's a connection, okay. but they don't... What was the name of that little guy? Uh, Bob Babu? Yeah, Babu something. Yeah. I enjoyed him a lot. Yeah, no, he was great. <laughs> By the way, J.J. Abrams did the voice of the little, um, the new droid. Really? Like, yeah, like BB-8's friend. I mean, he says, like, one thing, <laughs> but it's still... Like, it's he, didn't he do a, a voice in a previous one, too? Or I don't know, did he, he might have. He probably yeah. okay. And then apparently Lin-Manuel Miranda I pops saw him. up. Where, where I was saw he? him. At the very, very, well... Yeah, at, at the end of the movie. Look, look out for him. Um, yeah, it's in the background. Uh, but people apparently are he hugging. pops up multiple times. Well, I know I definitely saw him at one point uh-huh. hugging, uh, I think, Rose's character okay. or somebody. Well, I oh, Rose. Rose. That might yeah. be a spoiler. Not Rose's, Rose's <laughs> character. Right, right, right. Um, uh, but no, I, I, I think it's... I'm happy with yeah, it. Yeah, so it's a great sort of movie to close out the year. So it's closing out the chapter and then closing out the year. The year, year. Did yeah. Did you guys watch... I didn't watch Cats. Did you guys watch Cats? You watched it? Oh. <laughs> no. I will watch it when I want to. Okay, because I know I lo- like those movies are coming out at the same time, right? Cast- yeah, the, this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I love that, uh, you know, a lot of these reviews are saying, like, my eyes, my eyes. <laughs> and that makes me want to see it. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, it's like, I think someone put it best. It's like, oh, either you really hate it or you're going to love it. A lot of people love it. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I, 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 I thought wa- people did And also, like it. for the record, 
Cats is like my least favorite musical of all time. So. No shade to Andrew Lloyd Webber, yeah. but it's just like there's really not a narrative. Have you seen Cats? Mm-hmm. What do you do, do? you not like it? Okay. I do not. <laughs> but I don't I've like never, Andrew I've Lloyd Webber. I've never Weber seen it, but I'm, I want to see the movie. Multiple shades. I heard. I heard. I heard. It's like uh, it's uh, Jennifer Hudson's movie, basically. Well, it's Jennifer because she has the strongest voice. Yeah, in yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so. uh, some of like the stills from that, I'm all, what is going on? Yeah, but yeah. but I think you're right. I think it's like one of those things where you you just sort of have to. Like you're either gonna hate it or love, but you still gonna want to see it. Yeah, like, I, think, I think out of morbid curiosity, right, I'm right. gonna watch it. Yeah, um, but so, anyways, back to Star Wars. Yeah, Victoria Mahoney, lovely. Oh God, she. I think she's an inspiration. Oh, she's definitely an inspiration. And, and just the fact that she was talking about when she was young and holding Basquiat's uh, oh, spray yeah. cans, I was just like, or oh, following him around. Yeah, following him around. I was all that was so. That cool. is, you're just gonna drop that in casually, okay? <laughs> right. But she, she was great. She, she had moments of dispensing Yoda-like wisdom. Yeah, <laughs> very much. So that's a good. That's a good way to. Put, yeah. That's a good way to. Let, let's let's catch. Let, let's get to the episode. That's yeah. a good way to start. Yeah, that's a good way to start. <laughs> now here is Victoria Mahoney. Victoria, thank you again for being here. Um, I actually remember I, I didn't meet you, but I saw you. You were at it was the it was the premiere for the first season of Queen Sugar. Oh, yeah, God. it was at, and I just remember like think I'm like this. I loved how like you were so like unfiltered and so honest, and I loved how passionate you were. And just to see, because because that was when you there was she had that's when the whole you know she was talking mm -hmm. about the having the, the the full female directing staff, mm -hmm. and it was just so it was there was something so inspirational about it. And then just to see like where you've come. Like since then, that was. And then I've remained that. unfiltered. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully but, today you will be even right. More. No, I, lo I, lo I we love the unfiltered on here. So, um, but just just to start from the beginning of your journey, what really made you want to 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 take on this world of entertainment in Hollywood? Um, well, you know, it's a multifaceted question. Okay. If you ask my parents when I was four, they will tell you I used to come downstairs with clothes and I would give you an outfit, I'd give you an outfit, I'd give you an outfit, I'd record out, give an outfit, and I would say, you're going to say this and you're going to do this. And I did oh, so it since I was director. four. <laughs> and I had a coat that I loved, you can mm. see, <laughs> and I would sleep in it, I'd live in it, and I'd carry it. I fell down the stairs a bunch with it, whatever it was take, but I was like, I don't take my coat, it was mm -hmm. too big for me. But I would tell everyone what to do and say, you know, so my parents believe I'm, I'm, I've always been doing it. And they were just relieved that there's a job for me. Right. <laughs> you know, that there was a place, not just that I could make a living, but that I could actually, whatever was inside of me and how I filter the world, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I there was a place that I could just remain whoever I was initially. But if mm. you, if I, if you ask the teenage me or you know, I would say that I probably truthfully, um, you know, I work with these kids at ghetto film school mm. on Saturday. I did a class with them and we, we went around and everyone introduced himself. And I said, please tell me why you became a filmmaker. Mm. They all said, and I told them the reason I did was because when I was a kid, movies saved my life. Mm. And I couldn't quantify at a young age that I was connecting to someone decades prior to my existence in a country far from that I may never visit. Right, right. But what I knew was I felt something that had to do with not being alone. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I want to give that to people. Mm -hmm. So that was the first decision. And it never changed. It has never, never, never changed mm -hmm. that I want to use storytelling as a connective tissue between isolated spirits. And everybody knows, as you know, from early day with Queen Sugar, I have a mandate towards outliers. Mm -hmm. I spend a lot of time and energy 
putting love on them. Mm. Was there like do you was there like a particular movie that really sort of like caught your spirit or or do you remember? Uh so there's two things. One is I was a Twilight Zone kid, so I have mm. to say Ooh. it was Twilight Zone first. But I you mean like <laughs> I haven't seen all of it because I was traveling yeah, and yeah. it's a great luxury problem that I'm a little <laughs> and um but I I was but for real like seven, eight, and nine, my sisters were watching Hanna Barbera or whatever, you know, like mm -hmm. you know. Um I did like Wiley e. Coyote and the, those two because they <laughs> 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 Sometimes you would actually feel sorry for the kind. I know right. they were bananas. I identified, <laughs> yeah. but um, but other than that, I for real was this close to the TV with Twilight Zone. I couldn't get in it, and of course, I had no idea about the existential layers that right. that you know Rob was tapping into. But the shots, something about the way it was made was just pretty to me, and yeah. I mean pretty like a mm. meal, right? But I again wouldn't be able to tell you that. But I was this close to my parents. Mm -hmm. Bicky, back up! Bicky, back up! Mm -hmm. So that's I would say Twilight Zone, right. and um, I still watch the the marathons that happen on the holiday. Then the film I would say was um, the Spy Who Came In from the Cold, mm. Richard Burton, and yeah. it like that movie changed me. That changed my creative DNA. It made mm. me walk the earth differently, and it's just the way it was made. Mm. And I it was when I saw a camera move in there, and it's if you two were talking, and the camera's over here. And then it ends up over here, but I was so lost. If I we put it on right now, I will get so lost in the emotions in the shot. The camera will be over there. And I was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Even now. And yeah. that blew me away. Yeah. It's like, oh, we could do that. We could hide clever moves and make people feel with a camera and words. Mm. Was it cause you started out acting, correct? I did. You were you were in legally blonde and uh -huh. <laughs> was with so, Reese. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> so um, but was it Reese is a pioneering but, badass. But it, 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 it sounds like it's safe to say that directing was always the goal for you, or was it yes, okay. very safe to say, okay. except that there were no mirror images of right. me. So it was as if you know, anyone who wanted to play tennis before Venus and Serena was like, there's no realm. Parents, right. everyone that loves somebody said, I love you, but you're never, ever going to be able to do this. You will find no support and no resources and no community in this. And I don't want you to have a brutal life. Right. So people didn't try to break my spirit. They just didn't, they didn't want me to go down a road that would break me. Mm. And so, uh, yeah, there were no mirror images. Mm -hmm. But now, of course, right. you know, we live in a world that's post Venus and Serena, a bunch of kids that I know have no idea that that they know, they're just like, yeah, that's who rules tennis. <laughs> right? <laughs> now they're saying that shit about is. film. They look at Abe and all of us, they're like, know. oh, Patty Jenkins, all like, right. Oh, oh, that's exactly. normal. That's exactly. the new normal. Yeah, normal, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 like I said, it's incredible to see, like, where, where you, where you were and then where you are now, because I remember uh, yelling to this guy, I remember when that was, he that was coming out. I thought she said, I remember yelling to this oh, guy. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, you were I remember yelling, yelling to this guy. I'm sure you did <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but right, right. yeah, I think, I think we stop. all have. Yeah. Um, but um, so, but in an interview, you said Ava had recommended you for for Star Wars. Was that was that correct? without a doubt? Mm -hmm. Okay, without a doubt. Yeah. Like last night, we geeked out. I saw. Which, yeah, did you see, we saw you together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, you saw us. We were like twelve year olds. We could. Why, I mean, Ava was like live streaming yeah, the whole I saw thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, this oh, I thought, I thought you guys you, did. You guys come together? Yes, okay, but okay, we were, okay. our cars were separated because okay, okay. we were different. But drivers. you guys answered okay. the carpets. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so it was like a thing. So we got, but I didn't know she was behind me filming at that moment. Right, right. <laughs> and it was sweet because I think when she's passing you and she says, I'm like a grandma. <laughs> right. It's really great. Um, and it means obviously, you know, a lot to a bunch right. of kids who have picked up on that. Right. It was really 
fun, but you saw us. We were like 12 year olds. Yeah. I mean, like, did you ever imagine like that would like, I mean, I know, I, I think we all have like our, our you know, our, our dreams that are sort of reaches, but did you ever imagine that you would ever be a part of such a huge iconic franchise i was just watching something about it and it was like um they were talking about how when he first started doing it like nobody i think it was i think it was a spielberg documentary and he was like they were like uh, wait this is a george lucas thing? no no, no. Oh, so george lucas was there he was on it and he was talking about how when he first bought the idea everybody thought it was oh, crazy yeah everyone thought yeah. like the that's how he trilogy got the, was right like, right that's how like, he got what? the merch exactly <laughs> they were like what the fuck is? but now mm-hmm. it's you know it's the biggest one of the biggest franchises of it's not the it's embedded yeah. in all of our you know? psyche yeah. So, but did you, was that something that you could ever sort of imagine as either, even as a nine-year-old you or four-year-old you or as a burgeoning filmmaker at that point? So the reason that's a valuable question is that I absolutely could imagine it. Mm. And I was 12 mm. and I imagined it. Like I for real imagined mm. it. I imagined I was going to be a part of that world. Wow. So you could not tell me that Star Wars was fake. Wow. I would I would arm wrestle my siblings if they try to tell me it was just a movie. You're crazy. It's not real. They're not coming to get you. It was like, oh, no, they're coming to get me. Yeah. I, down. I had a backpack and everything in my yeah. yard waiting for them to come get me. And it's now a well-known story. But... I absolutely imagined Mm. the challenge and what could have broke my spirit and has broken the spirit of many, 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 many. Right. Mm. Isn't what I didn't envision. It's what the industry decided people who look like me are capable of. So when my spirit at the only moment that I may have slightly had like a fucking moment of just they're trying to break me was not because I didn't see what I was capable of and what I had to offer. It was because I could see that the industry at that point in time, not too long ago, just a few years ago, may never be able to change the way they filter information about who gets to play and who doesn't and who gets the keys to the kingdom and who doesn't and equally support and equally resource and equally rally behind outlier filmmakers so that was the thing that when it wasn't about my vision it was that they may not see us right 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 i had really i had 2020 that's 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 that's, i mean that's and it 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 is it is sort of sad that it's these external forces that prevent people from sort of realizing because we like i said we all have our dreams and we all have like i would you know want to do this or be this but it's like I can dream as much as I can, but is it is it? You don't have the uh, what like kind of the resources, right? Yeah. Or you or don't, you don't think you just do. The people are constantly tools. telling you, no, you'll never be that because right. of X Y Z. Right, queer, being a woman, being person of color, and yeah, it's totally you know that's why kind of we started this podcast just so yeah, like, being we, differently abled. Yeah. It's all it's all really challenging and it's also crazy because when you think i mean when you think that there wasn't really a test there wasn't a, a yardstick that was viable for me to walk in a room and say want me to hit a baseball bat and see mm-hmm. how far cuz mm-hmm. I'll, I'll yeah you know mm-hmm. like what are you measuring our capability right. yeah, our right. skill set our talent on not to mention the thing about working on star wars and what jj did was he he gave me a chance to experience a budget and a scale and a scope right. and a realm that my male peers 
effortlessly get called mm. into. So when I do my next job after that, I showed up on Lovecraft Country mm-hmm. and it was massive. Mm. And a few people before me kind of freaked out and were overwhelmed. And I showed up, was like, and what are we doing it. today? Right. Had a ball. And <laughs> right. they really, my, the key crew were like, you, you're so calm. You're so calm. It's like, yeah. Where I came from to here, this is, I get, I, mean, I think it's so dope. Yeah, I mean, no, like, it is. Yeah, and I think, you know, what I love about JJ is that even in the beginning, he's been uh, put very people inclusive. on always. I remember watching it's TV shows, Felicity, every, like that looked like New uh, their New York University. Like mm-hmm. John Cho was in there. Everybody, uh, every know, show, and to see him kind of, he's like such a good ally. Like yeah, like a him powerful, and Katie yeah. McGrath have mm-hmm. a mandate for living that is unshakable and it's their own. And if you go up to them and say, "Oh my God, what an amazing thing that." you know, this thing you did, they sort of look behind like, what do you mean? Because they're supposed to, they just, it's like they talk, they they walk the walk (laughs) and they talk. Because like there's a lot of people in this industry who we all, we always, or they always are talking about, oh my God, diversity, inclusion. But once action is required, they leave the room. Right. And people like JJ and Katie just kind of, they just do it because it's, it's the thing. And a- right. of course, right. Ava, yeah. What Ava and I talked about last night, I said to her, is it weird that people come up to you and congratulate you for hiring four seasons of women directors who no one would have, all had feature yeah. films, all award-winning or award-nominating, world scale, who no one would hire on TV. They come up to you and say how amazing it is, but they don't do it and they're in the same position. Yeah. But more power than, they have more power than you had when you started that mm-hmm. first season. And it's shocking. Like right. they come out to her and talk about how beautiful it is. And it's like, but, but why don't, they don't you? Why don't you? Yeah, it's exactly. Like, it, well, it's like, it's, it seems like they're like, oh, okay. It seems like you got that handled so we don't have to do right. it. You know what I mean? Which is like. It's about comfort zone. Yeah. Mm. They're like, oh, good. Someone is doing it. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't. Sadly, have to. I think you're right. Yeah. I can just praise this they're person like, oh, and be like, like oh, oh my love, god, we love how what they're doing with their it's platform. Handled. It's handled. We'll but just fail like... upward over here. Shame. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, so you know, you are like Star Wars. Star I mean, Wars. I've. Oh my god. So, what is your first memory of Star Wars? And oh, like, and what's your favorite film? Uh, <laughs> I have a controversial so. one. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what was wild when that, that film class I taught on Saturday, I learned so much from different age range mm-hmm. of teenagers mm-hmm. what their favorite. Oh, were. yeah, because it's generational. Yes. Right? Yeah. It really depends That's, on the yeah, generation you right, grew up in. Because right. like I said, my favorite is Return of the Jedi because that was like around when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Of course. There you go. But a lot of people did not like that because of the Ewoks. Uh, I kind of right. look like an Ewok today. <laughs> no, but anyway. I my, mine is my very first Star Wars ever was New Hope. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, it's, yeah. it's really magical. Mm-hmm. If it comes on when I go home tonight, I'll watch the whole thing. Yeah, through. they've been running marathons. I yeah, got to TNT watch. TNT does that. They yeah. run like marathons from the beginning to. The I late got one. to watch Force Awakens at night before because but um, Force Awakens is my second, mm. and it's for the exact same reason. They both did the same thing to mm. me years apart. And I had experiences that were just bigger than me and magical realism and a vast sense of hope, just 
filled to the brim with hope. Mm. Oh, yeah. And so I really love the movie. I do too. What is your? I, and Rise of the Skywalker is probably my new favorite. Of course, <laughs> of course it is. It's gonna be ours, even though we haven't seen it. All <laughs> right. Um, I'll be completely honest with you. Oh my I god. Did not, I did not. No good. No good thing no. comes after that. <laughs> I, so, so whenever they announced the 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 new Star Wars, which the, one? The, the one with the, Daisy Ridley. With and, every, yeah. yeah, yeah. The new I hadn't, I hadn't seen Star Wars at that point, so I watched every episode because it was on it was on TV. So mm. I watched every episode. Yeah. So I mean, I honestly don't have a favorite, mm. but I have seen them. Okay. <laughs> that is a I don't know this man answer. No, I, don't, I don't know. I feel no, sorry for this man. See, I don't. I, feel I don't. Sorry for it's, you. It's, so. Yeah. It's it's not. It's you know. It, it's, You're it's, just like oh, you went on a journey. I watched it because honestly, with, it with, was with, hard for you to pick a favorite because you watched with, it. Yeah, all I watched once. it all at once. So yeah. I think I, I I didn't have that connection to it that people did especially like when it first came out and mm -hmm. like, that's valid for a yeah. number of very yeah. specific mm -hmm. reasons so i watched it more so because you know it was at that pop know, culture it was, it was pop culture mm -hmm. and it was such a big deal so um but yeah i know honestly i don't i mean i i like the the new ones that came out but i'm like i feel like that's just sort of like an easy an easy one because it's like those are the ones that just came out a couple of years ago i like oh so you don't you kind of don't have that i don't really have like emotional connection yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, that's what i'm, I'm not that's what joking I'm when i tell you i really hope that that happens when you see rise of skywalker okay because there are so many special factors about it, and it has to do oh with so dreaming <laughs> and bigness and hope and I light am. versus dark. And yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's it's magical storytelling. Yeah, to, and honestly, I didn't. I, I didn't really get the underlying because th th these shows have a lot of like underlying messages to them, right? Like his, his movies. Yeah, it's a shows. lot of Joseph Campbell. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I, didn't, I didn't really like look into that until like afterwards. Mm -hmm. So so maybe now that I sort of know a little bit because I think you've told me some of the like the backstory between I should probably go back and watch them again and maybe see if I can catch something. But like I said before, when I watched it, I just sort of I watched it so I could watch it. Yeah, um, yeah. and it's it, tricky to watch mm -hmm. the early ones. Right. They're a bit dated. Right, in a way exactly. That it's hard to take exactly. that for the gravity of what they were yeah, exactly. at the moment. Yeah, and it's kind of like so intense about like kind of the iconography and the mythology that mm -hmm. Lucas and then JJ and everyone used is yeah. because they were pulling from the samurai culture. They were pulling from all these Asian and then like the Joseph Campbell like model. Yeah. It's so layered. Yeah. And you're just, it, besides really just like, that kind of leads to like what I was going to ask next about like besides the spectacle and pop cultural significance of the Star Wars franchise, like what have you, or what makes Star Wars special to you and its storytelling and what it has done for kind of the culture? Well, I always felt weirdly, and I was, you know, this kooky kid, clearly if I was watching Twilight Zone as, as a youngster, mm -hmm. again, I wouldn't explain to you why I mm -hmm. understood or what it tapped into me, but it, it, something. It, I, it can, I connected to some component of it. And the same as with Star Wars, where I wouldn't have broken it down early day, but something about being one's deepest enemy that I was aware, by the way, I grew up in New York in the 80s. Mm -hmm. I saw tons of people. Of it was the birth of hip hop. Yeah. It was the birth of skin pop. It was, you yeah. know, pop culture yeah. in a way of, you know, Jean-Michel Basquiat. We used right. to run mm. around with him when we were kids and hold his spray paint oh, can. Wow. Oh my oh, God. My Are God. you serious? Oh no. Oh no. All wow. of it. Like God, it's crazy. I came around. <laughs> yeah. I came up at one of the most magical moments. All those galleries, and Nina knows all those galleries down and it was really, really funny when you look at what happens like Soho then and now. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's like you we used to walk six in a pack through mm -hmm. Soho in broad daylight because you know what would happen. Mm -hmm. And now when you look at it, it's like an outdoor mall. But mm -hmm. anyway. <laughs> oh, I said mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> no, it's coming out. It's coming out. 
Yeah. Um, Coming up. We want more. But, no. but I mean, now there's like, you know, kind of slow drip coffee and mm-hmm. farm the table. I mean, this, no, no, you know, no, great yeah. for them. <laughs> no, yeah, but you're. I had this conversation like, about gentrification with Yeah, no, I just had this conversation. My, yeah. I was in New York. My cousin was, grew up in New York and he was just telling me, it used to, he's like, it used to be so much better here. Oh, no. I mean, the dance culture, the kids yeah. from FIT would come down the road with the outfits. Like, it was everything. Mm. It was fashion. Mm. It was Halston. It was just, it was Ooh, murderous. Halston, yeah. mm. And then also, you know, Donna Summer was still going on. Mm, Tina right. Turner was yeah. around. David Bowie was around. It was a moment. It yeah. was un- fucking believable mm-hmm. to be a kid and when we were kids if we stood in a pack uh, all of us stood mm-hmm. all five we were standing somewhere in a corner waiting whatever we're gonna do next <laughs> and anyone if you didn't have something interesting to say or an opinion about whatever we were discussing a painting a portrait we had you know there were crazy um lots of performance art there was Willem Dafoe they were doing that great theater Sam Shepard was around with it was unbelievable if you didn't have something valid that was your own unique point of view to offer to whatever's being discussed, you didn't get asked back again. Mm. Oh. So now where it's like people regurgitate shit that they hear right, and it's right. someone else's idea. Right. If you didn't have your own opinion, whatever, well, can we talk about your sweater? Mm. If you couldn't break down why you loved it and the fabric and the yeah, color yeah, yeah, and why yeah. you chose it, just be like, oh, you just bought that shit because you thought it was cool because somebody told you to buy it. Oh. We were questioned at every level. I'm like, <laughs> you could never say that. You couldn't say that about a painting. You had to break down how it connected to you. Oh. And so we were all challenged in a beautiful way. So the original question about mm. the movie. Oh, yeah, what, 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 what uh, but beyond the spectacle and pop culture, like what does it mean to you? So what it means yeah. is I was I was around a lot of great thinkers. My parents met in a insane asylum. Mm. Oh, um, oh, yeah, they worked there. Oh, okay. And then <laughs> my my mother did become a patient oh, later. Gosh. But um, they they so when I was a kid, I would play on the grounds of the school. After school, I would go and I'd sit there and I'd wait in the outpatient parts. Mm. Massive hospital called Pilgrim State. That's where they used to do the lobotomy that they did to Francis Farmer. Mm. Oh, Dr. Shit. It's, it's oh, insane. God. It's its own zip code. Anyway, I was you the day part. You have a tapestry yeah, of a life. It's crazy. <laughs> but I would hang out and the people who were not violent and they just checked themselves in because the world was right, hard for them right. and they needed a minute to breathe. I would talk to them. So, I mean, I'm like a six, seven, eight, nine, and they would ask me questions that were so profound. I was like, <laughs> and that jump started. I, for some reason, again, I can't tell you, I wouldn't explain as a young person, but through my teen years, I was able to see when someone was doing themselves in and when the world was doing them in. Mm-hmm. And I was clear that you could escape and find your way through the world and still harm yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh. Mm-hmm. And so something about Star Wars, I was I felt like the movies asked us what was going on inside and that we had to choose which path we were ultimately going to take, mm-hmm. who we were going to become, how we were going to treat people, mm-hmm. how we were going to interact. Were we going to enter a room and leave people as well as we met them or better, or are we gonna leave them broken and busted? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Have, have you uh, always been, you know, you said you, you loved Twilight Zone, but have you always been kind of this genre leaning person? And, and to, uh, because, yeah, I mean. Yeah. I, but I'm I'm a few. What's great, I, you know, I love love drama, mm-hmm. like proper drama mm-hmm. where people just bust its not nose crying. Mm-hmm. And then I love um, sci-fi and imagination mm-hmm. in a way that I like to be transported and go other places. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I like to invite audiences to go to yeah. other places. And one of the things that's fun about being an outlier that I try to talk to all the women that I mentor is that when people don't count you a part of a group, mm -hmm. you get to do whatever you want. Mm. So when I was coming up, like after Ava hired me, I made sure in TV to pick a job that was different from what anyone thought I could do mm. so that my CV said, oh, she can do fight sequences, right. she could do car chases, she could do critically acclaimed, oh, socially yeah. relevant material that's like gut-wrenching oh. and really makes you think and walk away and um, go Google some shit and find out what's going on in the world, mm -hmm. like that we're not being told. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then like comedy, like Claws, and you know, so from Seven Seconds with Bina Sue mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. Patty Jenkins, One Day She'll Darken. Like yeah. I just mixed it up. Mm -hmm. Miss Debbie Allen brought me into Grey's Anatomy, which oh. was just a medical procedure, yeah. but it was my first network proper, and right. I wanted to know, right. could I do medical? Could I handle that? It's like, you know, the, everything you have to hold the knife, but mm -hmm. the language, and it's fun. Yeah, yeah well, it's like with, with Twilight Zone, I, it's so funny. It's kind of, I think that's why kind of the synergy between you and JJ, because I remember, I think JJ Abrams is like really obsessed with Twilight we Zone. We have that, and we also were obsessed with Mr. Rogers. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? I mean, and even there's, I'm a, obsessed. there's an episode of Felicity where he did a Twilight, yeah. that Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> you I, love Felicity. I know, I love, I love Felicity. I saw Carrie Russell on the carpet last yeah. time. Oh, she looks great. They all oh look so I was just like, all, circleness. I, love I was it. just like, oh my God, Felicity. And then Greg Grunberg was. There. <laughs> Did you yell, girl, Felicity? Well, she, he, she was she all the laugh. way down, uh, all the way down. But I just, it, it's kind. Of, I think it's just kind of cool that you guys have that mm -hmm. synergy. That that episode of Felicity, which it's all black and white, it was so stylish. Yeah. I love that it was episode, a beautiful and it was the second season, which a lot of people don't like because she mm -hmm. cut her hair. Mm -hmm. Haters, I know, right? That episode, that season. If you go rewatch it, yeah, it's not. Strong. It's strong. Yeah. Because what do you do when you break up with someone? You cut your hair. What it's reality, else? guys. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go on. <laughs> Go on. Um, so just, so just as a, I just want to, because you touched on this already about like as a woman of color navigating this business and sort of creating your own lane. Um, but like I just want to ask you because you exude confidence and it kind of you it's, it seems like you sort of knew what you wanted to be and where you wanted to go early on and you just sort of like followed that. Have you ever at any moment felt like we talk about this all the time about yeah. imposter syndrome? Yeah. Um, about a lot of people feeling like they you know don't they don't belong because there's not the other people that come before them. Um, it's a, it's an epidemic right, in Hollywood, I right, think, with a lot right. of Especially if you, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, I would go past that, and I would say that from my own experience, it has less to do with imposter syndrome and more to do with mirror reflections. Okay. So, so it doesn't – I don't – again, you know, I – when I was a kid, I wanted to play stickball in the street with the boy. It was only boys. It happened to be boys playing. They play stickball, and it was this huge game, and it happened after school, and it was dope, and I wanted in, and mostly because it looked like fun. Mm -hmm. I don't really give a shit what they were playing. <laughs> I want to go where the fun is. So um, I went home one day and told my father, and he was like, stop mumbling, and what are you saying? Mm -hmm. Speak up. Look me in the eyes and say what you want to say. And I was like, they won't let me play. I <laughs> and he said, well, that was your first mistake is you asked for permission. Mm. Oh. And he said, I want you to go back every day this week and sit and watch and look for the slowest one and mark them. And on the last day, which is Friday, you know, mm. I went, mark when they're coming. And before they get a chance around, you race to the base, steal the bat and don't let go. 
Do not let go until you swam. Choke me up. Oh my God. Do not. And he said, Vicky, when they see you hit, they will ask you to come back every day. They won't care if you're a girl. And I did, and he was right, and that's how I lived my whole life. Wow. That, is, wow. that is a I have chills. that's a short that's a short I have film. <laughs> that's a no, short seriously. film. No, seriously. Oh my god, that is really good. It's like so, don't ask for permission, just do. Mm, and I like that, how we play I, your game. I like how your dad was all go clock who the slowest. He, like, gave and the strategy. I'm telling you, he, yeah. And he, honestly, he, that's, that's parenting. Like, yeah, seriously. Yeah. That's that's some that's some scrapper shit that I love like, forever. But my father. I'm gonna, I want to enter every room like that. Oh man, like, no, really? who's the weakest bitch in here? <laughs> ow, ow, I'm ow. coming for you. I'm coming for you. <laughs> you go home. You go home. You go home. What's interesting? So when that we move that forward and we talk about standing on a set where no one looks like me, mm. walking onto a stu- studio, an entire studio lot, and never seeing anyone looks like me in an entire uh, throughout a day, sixteen hour day. Talk about walking into offices with these high-powered, high-wattage producers that we all know, Oscar-winning, and no one looks like me. If someone comes up and says, oh, he's ready for you to come in now for the massage, it's like, uh, I'm not here to give someone a fucking yeah. massage. <laughs> like, they just I'm look at me to... like, you're not here to be the director right, in the meeting. Right. There's no way their brain doesn't do it. So what challenges all of us, I believe, has more to do with I'm not seeing, I mean, I am now, mm-hmm. so I'm not, I'm talking about when I was younger, when I was coming up. It had more to do with me not seeing someone doing what I was doing. So I didn't feel like an imposter. I felt isolated. Right. So I had mm. isolated syndrome mm. that people kept us out on the side because it weakens you. And what we have now is like this strong pack. Someone who is very important to me, who raised me up, had a very brutal creative heartbreak this week something Mm -hmm. they worked on for years Mm -hmm. and it just turned another direction Mm -hmm. and that person who carried me in my darkest days i got to sit with them and just be a person who i then gave back in the giving tree and that's what we do is like in that in my and when i said like this is because every day every night like i sent a note this morning when i was leaving it's like we our community the difference from us now and where our peers earlier the ones who came before us julie dash and Mm -hmm. i mean it's like the heartbreak there's a great photo of julie and three other filmmaker sisters at ucla that's a magical photo and they were dreamers and the fucking world would not let them play would not let them in and clearly we all know what julie's talent was which means to me personally but the difference now is we have a community and we can talk to each other yeah. and the world can't yeah. lie to us and exactly. tell us that tell you know you're going to drown on right, your own right, without any right. support mm, right. oh my god i mean like what i love and you know i know you, your colleagues and friends with ava is the one thing i love that ava says is like if you dream only involves you you're not dreaming big enough and you've mentioned this already you know you, you like about you know mentoring and how else do you let that ladder down and like what prompts you to do so? And when you are mentoring or just, I mean, we live in like, I'll be honest, we, we live in an industry where there's a lot of thirsty people, let's mm-hmm. be honest, who are in it for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. How do you kind of like know who to mentor and like I, kind of like all, mm-hmm, and kind good. of be all, you know, you need a, you're a little parched. You need, you need, you need a, you it's need great. It's yeah. valid because yeah. this will actually will help people who approach me. Yeah. But um, 
there are a couple things I do. First, I just want to tell you that whenever I'm filming, wherever I'm filming, I find a place to go be of community service. So I oh, research nice. on my own and I figure out a way and there's thousands we all know. Right. And sometimes, you know, when I was a teenager and I lived here and I was alone, I didn't know anyone. I would I was alone at the holidays and I didn't have family and I didn't know what to do. And instead of having a pity party, I would go stand at Cedar Sinai at the young kids ward. Mm -hmm. The little kids have cancer, a lot of them are terminal. And I would just hold the door and look every parent in the mm -hmm. eye and say hello to them or say goodbye when they oh left. Oh my God. That's and that kinda, was that's the most perfect. I could do. And then sometimes I would take my money, like $75 and no money. And I would take it and I would go buy stuff in the comic book stores. <laughs> Truth <laughs> right. I would sometimes buy pencils with like little glitter erasers yeah, and yeah, shit. Yeah. And I would go down to King Hospital and bring in, and that was, you know, there was a lot of shit going down in LA then, there was a lot of gang, mm. yeah, there was yeah, a yeah. lot of shit jumping <coughs> off. And I would go in at Christmas and I would give them gifts, these teenagers who were in situations that were heartbreaking mm -hmm. and because the world had set it up that way and I knew very well about that. Mm. And I would just come in and bring them gifts and just say, you know, happy holidays and whatever and leave. But I, in, you know, when we were filming in London, I found this incredible organization that is deeply, deeply important to me. It's called Accumulate. And they, there's a woman who started it. And the reason that I love it is because they help carry kids through university level. Most people, mm -hmm. they take young ones and then they're like, good luck. Right. Which right. I, that confused me. Yeah, right. I needed help at a right. certain stage of development. Mm -hmm. And so this woman, Maris, has started it. And these kids, they all happen to be homeless. And I know a lot about that. And um, they're really talented. And they have photography division, division, and fashion division, they have whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I go and I participate. So, and it's easy. Wow. They're, they're easy ways. Mm -hmm. it's ways to go serve food in different places and communities that, you know, there's always a way. So that's the first thing uh -huh. is that when we're on, in films, but for me, especially on Star Wars, I did not want the, the, the the amount that was coming in to ever grow in balance, mm -hmm. and the only thing I know is to outsource energy. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a, that's there's no excuse. No matter how tired I am, no matter how delirious yeah. I could be, that the giving tree must bo go both wow. ways. As far as mentees, which I like this, is <laughs> I quiz them. And I ask, uh, how often do you shoot? So if they're photographers, I'll say, how, how often do you go out in the day, week, whatever? Mm -hmm. And their answer depends. Am I going to say the answer? Because then they'll, the husband, yeah. they'll, they'll come and tell me I the, know answer. the answer. To that one. So then I ask them if they're shooters, mm -hmm. cinematographers or directors, how often do you shoot? Mm -hmm. um, you know, what's it? Week, right. month, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, tell me. And then writers. So I ask them each, mm -hmm. depending on how they answer me. And, um, you know, there was a young woman recently, Jenny, and she uh, came up to me in a coffee shop and stopped me in my little coffee shop, just came up, was like, hi. And she knew my face and knew my name. And she, you know, was so sweet. And she's one of the many young people who were like, I saw your shit. And now I believe I can have a chance. Mm -hmm. And I said, how often do you shoot? And then she didn't answer. I said, and before I could finish, she's like, oh, I have a site and a website. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and do you know, um, Lucasfilm, they called and asked me for some of the names. So they know I meant her. And I, wow. that was the first name I gave them was that girl. Oh, that girl. my God. You hear that, listeners? <laughs> go hang out at Victoria's wow. Coffee Shop. But before you do, but come ready, come correct, and have talk. She had a whole. I so Lucasfilm was able that. to look. At, it was that. Kathleen's, uh, you know, her, assistant who, her, who works with her associate, and she looked through her website and was moved. I so you have that. to have something for people to touch yeah. and see and regard. Right, but right. self-starters rule the day. I will, you go. I will there die you go. on a vine for self-starter. There you go. Remember, guys, always carry around a pitch deck, and a PowerPoint <laughs> presentation, and with a three-minute. Pitch. 
Yeah, you know what? Yeah. But I mean, and a projector, a, so you that's can That's a really it. good point, though, yeah. because it's like we can. Everybody could be eager and be like, "Oh, I met this person," but like you, you, you have, have to have you something. have one opportunity to really grab people. You can't just be all, "Oh my god, I want to be a filmmaker." No, you know? one day to write a script is like, "Okay, I'll see you in one day." Yeah, the one day, whenever that is, and all your peers will have like eighty pounds to ship by right. the time you're still talking about. That's the hard part. Is yeah. filmmaking is doing. It's mm-hmm. not talking. Exactly. And I paid for all my own shorts. I waited tables. I waited tables on people. I used to do jobs with acting and made a bunch of fucking money. And now I'm coming in and they're like, what are you doing here? It's like, I'm living the dream. I'm living the dream. I'm not kidding. I would say that to them. Like, this is the dream. Like, yeah, because it financed all my short films. I paid actors. I paid crew. I paid everybody in my wow. apartment. And the short films were so shitty. I would never show them. And I love them. Well, there you go. Yeah. We'll, have a, we'll have a festival. Of yeah. Victoria Mahoney uh, uh, short films. Um, um, so just before we we wrap, what so you what's next for you after after the? I mean, I guess the spectacle can yeah. never die down. Well, you know, you have like, love where, you where do you go from here? Yeah, what do you do? <laughs> well, that's you know what's so fun. The perfect. I'm going to the perfect, absolute dreamy, right on perfect place for someone like me. Mm-hmm. Um, Ava. And Charles King at Macro mm-hmm. and Kim Roth and the team there, Martin Manson there, Pato, yeah, they're amazing. <laughs> so they had a property called Lilith's Brood, mm-hmm. written by Octavia Butler. Mm-hmm. Mm. And they were taking pitches, and Ava and her true self was like, not excited by anybody coming through. We need a visionary. And this is when no, not I was not fancy then. Mm-hmm. I was just somebody trying to get a job. And mm-hmm. she was like, why don't you get a visionary in here? Like, why don't you have someone really is world building and just poof. And she called me and was like, do you want to? I was like, yes, I fucking want to wow. come pitch on Dawn. I had to pitch. And I yeah. built this lookbook while I was working on other jobs in yeah, the middle yeah, of the yeah. night. I pitched my soul out. I had to pitch again. I pitched again. I pitched, I pitched so many goddamn times. I built, <laughs> I have a couple of lookbooks. Books and I, but I had it front to back because that book dawns because it was so mm-hmm. special to me. Mm-hmm. It was about, I understood what it was like for the world to decide that you're not one, but you're not the other, and that two different species may be falling in love was right or wrong. Mm-hmm. And it could, so I, I identify with it in great ways. Mm-hmm. And so we, um, we sold that, we had a bidding war. Mm-hmm. And it's the news is going to come out soon. Mm-hmm. And we partnered with some great people, and I'm really excited. And it's a big sci-fi. We'd go into the pitches. That we, we did a first round, and no one got us. Mm. Everybody looked at us and was like, I'm not giving you two brown bitches. <laughs> <laughs> not a nickel. And then we walked in and was like, whoa, we thought the world, they told us the world changed. What mm. happened? And then I went back to Star Wars and kept doing my job and lived in da-da. And then I get a call. Would you come back? I flew 72 hours from... And we went around and pitched again, and then um, the world did change. Mm. The musical chairs, it, a lot of the companies we went to, people change, and it was amazing. We mm. got to sit across from people who were, you know, resembled more of the world that we want to reflect. And um, and that was a big deal. Yeah. Nice. It's, it sounds really interesting. Well, like, yeah. <laughs> I used to say to them, Ava and I put together at this moment, right now sitting across from you, from you mm. in this room, but when we were pitching, I'd say, Ava and I, right at this moment, have more on-the-ground, practical, billable hours on a television set than mm. the two dudes who created Game of Thrones when they started. Okay. So there's no difference between us. Just regard us the same way you regarded them. Right. Exactly. Trust us the same way you trusted them. Everyone thought I was crazy and like talking shit. And then it turns out they came forward and said it themselves. Right. Mm. 
there. <laughs> that's always how it happens. Like it's always tea. how it happens. Um, so finally, we asked this to all of our guests. Baby Yoda's tea. <laughs> 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 that me, I it's love that. Amazing. Oh, that's me in the morning with my coffee, standing on my balcony in a robe oh, with, good. with big ass ears. Curious. Uh, um, so uh, yeah, we asked this to our other guests. Do you okay. think uh, do you, is there an underrepresented voice in the industry, whether it's an actor, writer, producer, storyteller, creator, who you mm -hmm. want to give shine to that isn't in the mainstream that deserves love and notice? Yes, there's yeah. a woman called Amina Cruz who mm -hmm. I met and. Um, I met her and she grew up in Boyle Heights and she resembled a lot of how I came up in the world. She has no industry context. She doesn't know anyone. She was super shy. We met because she walked up to me one day and said, I'm really uncomfortable. And, um, you know, but you remind me of me. And I just wanted to say hi. And I said, oh, will you give me your phone number? I said, I'm going to give you my phone number and I want you to call me for seven days straight. But don't talk to me. Don't call me. Don't. I mean, sorry. I said, don't talk to me. Don't say anything. Nothing. Just hang up. Just call and hang up. In my phone to this day, it says, Amina Cruz, don't answer. <laughs> so when she called, I wouldn't answer. And she would call, she called every day and she'd hang up. And then one day, a week later, after the seven day marker, she said, you know, would you like to sit down and, and talk? And she is a badass and she grew up in a way that you can't imagine. And mm. there's a lot was stacked against her and she has the most beautiful fucking drop dead organic eye that I have ever seen. Wow. Oh. She's a photographer. She's moving into cinematography, oh, okay. moving into directing. And I mean, she has a large place in the queer community and she does work that is so special and so true. And it's just her being her. It has nothing to do with sort of, you know, I joke now that we're all fashion, us to some degree. Mm -hmm. um, she is wildly talented. Mm. What's her uh, name? Cruz. The name again? Amina. Amina Cruz. Cruz. Yeah. Well, look out for we'll her. Look we look need more Amina females. And she works art department yeah. in in films as her day hustle mm. job. Oh well, there you go. Mm -hmm. Amina wow. Cruz. Thank you so much for being like for being. Oh my here. god, that was so enlightening. That was so like I, I that was so fulfilling. I got my life today. <laughs> no seriously, and I always say this I'm a lot, but a I I really truly cannot wait to see what you have. In yeah, me like, too. Really and truly, Thank you. I don't like let us down. <laughs> I know. No, you won't. I know yeah, you won't. I know you won't. I am very and aware I, and in love with the burden of responsibility. Yes. It does not bother me. Yes. But I mean, and I just love what you're doing and I, letting that ladder exactly. down. Exactly. As a, like, one and of our is like, he, what Wilson Cruz always said, he likes to rise up and reach back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, must. I, I, I love when people do that when it's just not about them. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And you yeah. know what's the truth is for me, it has to do with, I don't really want to walk in a room and be the only one. So I, it maybe it's here, even here. a little self-care. <laughs> Uh, it's just not special or fun. Yeah. It's not, yeah. There's nothing I, cool I about that. I completely agree, 100%. Oh, well, Victoria. Thanks again. Oh, this is amazing. Thank you so much. A new Jedi among us. <laughs> 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 thanks, Victoria. Thank you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 